You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Once again, to the latest edition of the Ober Nerds, it is episode 63, and to our good friends in the U.S., happy tax day. Yes. I really hope you got your things in, uh, even though it was pushed back, uh, I think to like two months, I actually have no idea. Now I'm thinking about it now. I think, I think it's like it was July. June, June or July. Yeah. See, this, this is the fun thing about the U.S. tax system, and we'll get to Overwatch in a second. <laughs> But you never know what's going on. And then you just kind of send someone some numbers, and then they either they tell you that you, your numbers are correct or they're wrong, and they make you pay more money. So uh, that's what we learned in uh, Never. No school ever teaches taxes. So anywho, we're, we're here with the Over Nerds. I'm Brock, your favorite host talking about random shit. And Meridon Yo. is my co-host. Hey, buddy. It me. What's hey, up? boy. Yeah. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Recovering from the double heart attack I had this weekend with the fusion. <laughs> I I wish I could say, you know, I feel bad, but sometimes <laughs> I truly do yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. But it but it was a wild one this weekend. We had some awesome games, and we had some not great games. We had some pretty quick three O's, but yeah. at least the good teams played some phenomenal games, and that's really the Overwatch we want right now. Uh, in a season filled with mishaps and unfortunate circumstances, so yeah, can't be too uh, can't be too mad about that one. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk about some of those amazing games. We'll dive into n- this week's games, which now has a new schedule. Yeah. And as of recording, we get Overwatch tomorrow. So yeah. spoiler, um, the U.S. games are now gonna be on Thursday and Friday. I think going forward, I think that's what they did, but maybe not. I kind of hope not, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like it being on the weekend because, like, I can veg out and, like, I'll, like, you know, do some schoolwork and play some World of Warcraft and then have, like, Al open on my screen. It's like I don't have to worry about going to work the next day so I can get hyped about it. And at least the Saturday games. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, we get I... it early, so that that's kind of cool. Yeah, I... I... I do enjoy the lazy Saturday afternoon games, mm-hmm. but now we get to kind of have more games stretched across the week. We don't have to wait very much till the end of the week to enjoy some of the highest level of Overwatch play. Yeah. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about a little bit of power rankings. It's our favorite thing to do in the middle of the year, as we have no idea where people are, but we'll talk about them anyway. <laughs> yeah. We'll... Uh, discuss some Overwatch happenings in our Overthoughts section, and then we'll then we'll let you on your way. Yeah, should be a, should be a fun cast. Um, I'm excited. Jump- oh yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, jumping into last week's games, um, we had like the fastest like 
couple of games ever. Like I feel like the Chinese games came on and then they were off if you bl- if you blinked. Um, <laughs> the first one was the Hangzhou Spark just beating the piss out of the Chengdu Hunters. <laughs> um, kind of what should have happened the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, the but... Hunters looked really bad. I watched the first two maps, and I was just like, all right, I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. I'm, yeah. I'm done with this. Yeah. I feel like, if I remember correctly, the play was just kind of sloppy overall, but the Hunters just looked sloppier. That's been kind of the sentiment, at least what I've seen via Twitter mm-hmm. and other ramblings of Overwatch analysts, is that the Chinese games have kind of been sloppy. Yeah. They've been a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more hectic, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more of you know the, the Chinese style, but a lot of the coaching staffs and players are actually Korean that are playing in the, you know, on the early morning games. Mm-hmm. So, interesting to see, but yeah, Shangdu just did not look good, and and Jinmu sadly can't carry no. every game. No, <laughs> he can try. I mean, they're still doing the nutty comps, which is awesome. But I think people are finally starting to figure them out. They're they're ready for that curveball <laughs> that Chengdu just throws at everybody yeah. the same way every time. <laughs> uh, the next one was a shocker. Um, the charge beat the Titans three to nothing. <laughs> This one, what? <laughs> yeah, I think you could really only describe this one as, uh, sorry, there must be a typo. There's a misprint on my schedule here. Yeah. Overwatch League, could you please fix this? There's no way the charge of all teams could throw the Titans. And yet, here we are. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, uh, there was a lot of um, comments online um, about why they played Suminsu in the match over um why am i drawing a blank on his name and it's killing hacksaw. me right now. hacksaw yeah duh <laughs> yeah only the rookie of the year last the rookie year. of the year yeah, yeah yeah there was like a lot of there was a lot of like bickering like and people were saying online like you know where's hacksaw at like you know, no hacksaw no win yeah and they got swept three nothing quite frankly i'm baffled mm-hmm. i don't know why you wouldn't play your best dps i guess it's a meta thing i guess it's a hero pools thing mm-hmm. i i don't agree with it much like i believe it was this game where they played ryu jaehong and twilight yeah they didn't play slime for mm-hmm. whatever reason yeah this game definitely hurt them in my power rankings they didn't look great they looked pretty sloppy yeah but on the flip side the charge looked good yes i mean the, the charge absolutely you know came to play they rolled who a lot of people thought was the number two team in the league or number three team in the league. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Charge. yeah, not not to discredit them. I mean, yeah, the Titans did play like crap, but the Charge looked really good. So. Yeah, the Charge stonks. Yeah, they're rising. They are rising once again. They're in last year's stage four form. Yeah, definitely. I honestly don't think I actually moved them in power rankings because of their next game. Come I don't on, know. I have man. to see. I have to see more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, We'll, we'll we'll dive into their game that later game. Yeah, definitely. In a moment. Um, so heart attack number one of the weekend was on Saturday. It started off the Saturday games. It was the Philadelphia Fusion versus the Paris Eternal, and it was deja vu. Um, Paris Eternal went up two zero. Philly went for the reverse sweep, um, and. It, they actually won the reverse sweep this time. 
They got him. They got him. Uh, three to two. We got to see Ivy this week because May wasn't banned. I was really like I even put it in my preview to pay attention for Hisu this weekend or last weekend, and Hisu didn't even play at all. Kind of feels stupid, but uh, Ivy <laughs> got to right. play on the May. Um, we got to see some more um, stupid Tobiorn play from Carpe. Like <laughs> it was. Um, it was entertaining. We got to see Fury too, and Boombox actually made his uh, his debut. Uh, Boombox and Funny Astro were switched out throughout the whole weekend. Um, whenever they were looking more for Baptiste instead of Funny Astro's crazy Lucio. Yeah, I think you know. I I I'll, I'll be honest. I did take a nap halfway through this game when Paris went two zero. <laughs> uh, I was I had my headphones on. I was just listening to the cast, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, Philly, they just kind of." You know, they don't look themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then I woke up halfway through the map about them talking about how Philly is incredible and that they <laughs> ended up just beating Paris 3-2. And I kind of just said, how the heck did that happen? <laughs> yeah. And then, then I remembered that, like, when you have, like, ha- half your team is all-stars already. You know, Alarm, Carpe, and Funny Astro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the rest, the other half of your team doesn't really matter. Like, you can play Poco or Fury. You can play Hisu, uh, Ivy, EQO, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it really does not matter. That that this team is just so well rounded and strong mm-hmm. that they can just throw the first two maps and against a very good Paris team, mm-hmm. and, then, and then run it back. And Paris looked good too. Of um, soon was in XE actually had to go back to um, South Korea for some sort of health issue. It appears so, to be like a neck back injury. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so no Exy, which is really unfortunate because I mean he was really looking, looking uh, pretty damn good coming in. Um, but they played soon against the Fusion the first time, and soon kind of is a little bit of a thorn in the Fusion side. So I honestly think it was a bit of a good call here. Um, they looked pretty good, and then they let off the gas, and they allowed the Fusion to kind of plow their way back through. Um, but like Funny Astro said in the um the interview that i had with him um that this weekend was probably their hardest weekend that they're going to have all season going up against the eternal and the rain that we'll talk about in a little bit so and they didn't they didn't skip any scrim days they they were going hard so their effort definitely paid off against a strong eternal team uh the next game was your boys the boston uprising up uh, against the houston outlaws um, the Houston Outlaws took that three to one. They certainly did. So Boston did this thing where they came out on control. They had Jerry on Doomfist, and he popped off for one team fight and one team fight only. <laughs> and they capped the point, and then they lost both rounds. And it was what we all thought was, well, here we go again. <laughs> but then they like then they won Hollywood. In a kind of a convincing fashion, it wasn't really yeah. like clean, but uh, it was it was better than what they had previously previously had played like, right? There they had seemed to be more improved on this one particular map, mm-hmm. um, and then the next two maps were just atrocious. It was just really bad. They they had one cool play, uh, playing pharmacy on full sky attack, and they they took the first point pretty quickly. Couldn't even touch the second point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this team, you know, I love them to death, but man, something's got to give. And I was talking about this a little bit before the cast, before we recorded. 
I don't want people... To, I don't want this team to cut people. And I don't want them to fire anybody. Like, I don't want them to fire coaches. And I know this is kind of a dumb thing to say. But, you know... You, you got, like... You got to give this team a shot to actually just grow together, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to go back and check how many weeks they've actually had a, like, a solidified roster. And I think it's twice. And I think it was these two past weeks, uh, 9 and 10. Mm-hmm. Or what, was it 8 and 10? Because they missed a game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, th- I think it's Maybe like week 3 and 4. Yeah, okay, like 5 three, or four. 6. Yeah. It's when they were still doing the live uh, right. homestands. Exactly. I think it was like the, I don't even know, man. I, it must have been the Houston game and then uh, the game after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally drawing a blank. I think it was uh, Atlanta or something. But it, it just wasn't, like, again, this team just doesn't ever have any sort of cohesion. And it's so obvious in the games when you just see Jerry doing his own thing. You see the tanks doing their own thing. Yeah. Um. And and that's kind of like I'll I'll, sh- I'll end this rant a little quickly because we have a lot to talk about. But uh, yeah, this team, it's a big old question mark. Houston looked good. Um, they did, yeah. I, I I do think so. Blase did not touch the. Uh, what's it called? Did not touch the stage this time. It was uh, Linkser and Dante for the majority, uh, of these matchups. I don't. Uh, hydration might have been in. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even think they even I don't play hydration anymore. He was I think it was Linkser for most yeah. of this weekend. To my knowledge, it was mostly Linkser and Dante. And Dante, yeah. Because they were like Dante on Tracer when things start getting a little wonky. So mm. and it was nice to see Linkser kind of back in the swing of things. We didn't see yeah, when he's much. on McCree, it is good. When he's on a hit scan, like Linkser is good. Mm. It, it's just whether he's on or not. And this was a week where he was on, and Houston takes it three one. Yep. Uh, the next game was uh, the Dallas Fuel getting their second win of the season against uh, the Washington Justice. They swept them three to nothing. This Washington Justice team, man, they're they're falling quick. I had them pretty high on my power rankings in the beginning of the season, and they just they just haven't produced. Like, they looked pretty promising during the Brotherly Love uh, homestand when I saw them live, and then they looked all right like, their next homestand. And then they just dropped. Like, ever since, like, that that, that first DC homestand, I'm just like, all right, these guys actually aren't that good. <laughs> it's strange because they have pieces, right? Like, yeah. kind of what I was saying about Philly, where they have, you know, these three all-stars. They have Corey, they got Ellie Boat, and they got Aim God. Mm-hmm. However, the issue is they're their ability as a unit isn't quite as strong to carry the other three. Mm-hmm. And the other three of that team, whoever they decide to start with, be Tuber or Stratus, you know, it's only Roar, and then it's obviously it's only Arc. But they, they that other half of the team can't nearly provide the amount of value as, like, the Ivy, the Hisu, the EQO, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, and I think we're seeing that uh, we knew just the Justice had a small roster going into the season as a little bit of a, a, a bold move, considering, you know, obviously if anything happens during the season, they have no one else to replace them. If someone's performing poorly, there's no backup. They just have to say, we need you to play better. And then Karma bit them with the losses. <laughs> and the, <laughs> yeah. Problems. And, the, and that's just uh, heartbreaking, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, you know... The Justice need to find some sort of rhythm again, but it's tough when there's hero pools coming around and 
you know, you're swapping between Tuba and Stratus as both Doomfist players and May players. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows who they're going to want to actually have. You know, it was really awesome to see, too, the second week in a row um, that Harry Hook was out there for the Dallas yes. Fuel. Um, they're, they're looking pretty good. Um, I, I'm kind of happy that they got their second. I've been waiting for the Dallas Fuel to be consistent. So maybe this is a little – they have a tough game coming up um, on Friday this week. But yeah. um, they've been looking pretty good the past few weeks. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see the Fuel – surge up the uh power rankings a little bit more and up the actual overwatch league standings and that's been mostly on the back of doha actually performing to what we think he was able to perform like that was a butchered sentence but you know i think we got the gist here (laughs) doha is actually performing very well Mm -hmm. and thankfully that removes a little bit of the load from decay's back yes and so now that the the dps duo are are playing more in tandem they're uh, they're not just de- relying on Decay to play Tracer and to beat everybody by himself. Uh, Doha's actually performing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I like Crimzo so much. I think Crimzo has been an incredible add to this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his, I mean, I'm looking at his fancy stats. He's like one of the highest scoring fancy players in the entire league. Crimzo right behind, is- yeah, uh, Crimzo right, by, right behind Alarm and Violet. So when you're with those two names, I feel like you're in a pretty good company. Mm-hmm. So this Dallas Fuel, you know, backline and Harry Hook's been looking amazing as well. And I think this might just be a, uh, a combo thing where they just like having Harry Hook and Crimson together. That's just kind of what was working in scrims. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe this is just the fuel people have been waiting for, you know, uh, after pretty just... much envy's gone, except for Harry Hook. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I guess Mickey's still on the sideline. Oh, he? Mickey's, uh, he is, a full-time streamer for the fuel. I don't think okay. he's actually playing this season. Okay. But he is a part of the organization still. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't. I, I like the stealth fuel team a lot. I, I think they're really uh, coming to their own right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely some exciting stuff down there in Dallas. Um. So Sunday's game started with the Chengdu Hunters up against the Vancouver Titans, and if uh, you said, "Hey, Maradon." They are going to the Chengdu Hunters are going to beat the Titans three to one. I'd think you were on drugs, but the Chengdu Hunters beat the Vancouver Titans three to one. <laughs> and now we're all on drugs because we're now so we're happy. We are all tripping on something because how the heck did the Hunters beat the Titans? Yeah. Um. Again, another game that looked pretty damn sloppy. Um. But the Titans just looked. Worse. Uh, worse, yeah. I mean, I guess the Titans, I mean, this is like their their second game in a really long time. So there's – maybe there's some rust. I don't know. I mean, these teams scrim and practice and stuff. So, like, I, I wouldn't think that there would be that much rust to knock off. But they just look lost. And they're just allowing teams like the Hunters, who as much as I love the Hunters – they probably shouldn't be beating the Titans three to one. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, just on paper, the Vancouver Titans are a powerhouse compared to the hunters. I mean, the hunters have their like goofy, goofy cast with like, with a, with, with like Genmu, um, and Yveltal and, 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 you know, but like not like Fissure and, um, I mean, Sumensu was in, but he played like crap and 
uh, Jayong. Like, I don't know. They have a kind of like a bit of a star-studded roster, and they just can't get it going so far. It happens like that sometimes. You yeah. Know, fit, fit, they're relying a lot on Fisher to provide that really steady front line, and maybe he got tilted a little bit playing Ameng because – yeah. You know, you can only play against the wrecking ball god so many times before you get booped off the like the bridge, right? So, mm. I the, this uh, this Titans team is extremely confusing. Mm. I do not think that they're out of it. I think this is just a bump in the road. Uh, the Hunters are slowly growing as a team. I think Leave still has a lot to prove slash show us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is an incredible talent. Uh, I, th- I think he just needs to continue to be consistent mm-hmm. slash keep him in instead of putting bacon jack in for random widow maps because i don't think that's really working for uh Shengdu. yeah yeah they keep throwing bacon jack in the mix um who, who and he hasn't played bad um no but like keep that synergy rolling sure absolutely yeah uh i think molly is also probably one of the uh better flex supports that we've seen come into the league so far mm-hmm. I, I i think he has a a lot to offer of the Shengdu team. And I, I think it actually pairs really well with Yvettel. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, the next game is the Shanghai Dragons uh, sweeping the charge 3 nothing. Shanghai is starting to look like that team that we all thought they were going to be. Kind of slow start, but now they're just kind of plowing through the uh, their competition over there. Yeah, that one loss from them is just looking like more and more of a giant question mark and more and probably just a result of them messing around with the roster a bit. Mm-hmm. Because when they play their main guys, when they play Fleta and Lip, I don't I don't know how you beat them. I on, I honestly do not understand how you could beat Shanghai with, with those two. I, I think Lip is going to make a case for a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. He just has to get through, obviously, the the other star-studded roster of rookie <laughs> players from this year. So, yeah. uh, Shanghai, until further notice, most likely, I, I think, is probably the strongest team in the league. Strongest team in the league, okay. Yeah. Even over um, uh, Philly, Soul, and Shock? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I think, uh, I guess I kind of forgot how good Soul looked the other day. Mm-hmm. I would. So I would uh, they're fire. they're battling. I want them to. I want these two to play. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get this COVID shit over with. <laughs> Maybe we can actually see these teams play. I think Seoul Seoul should be over there, right? Uh, no, they're they're on Is the West Coast. Oh no, we okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why they've been playing a lot of all the NA teams over here, just because they've been uh, they when the COVID stuff started happening. I b- actually, I believe they were over here when like the lockdown started happening because there was supposed to be a, a homestand out in California. Right. And then I guess they were just like, well, we're just going to move our base here, base of operations here, I guess, for the duration of this. Um, or maybe it's kind of like their um, U.S. base of operations when they have, you know, NA games. Um, but well, yeah, I'd like to say I would like to see that Dragons versus Dynasty. That'd be that'd be nice. Um, the next game was the Houston Outlaws against the Toronto Defiant, with the Houston Outlaws winning three to two. I actually picked the Defiant to win this game, and uh, Outlaws are um, starting to pick up pace a little bit here. It's nice to see that. You know, even though they have no idea which flex support to play, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Outlaws are looking 
they're looking stronger. Yeah. And a little less of a meme team. And I know uh, their coach Dream got a lot of flack for his interview with Sideshow after the first homestand, or it might have been the second homestand, mm-hmm. where he said, you know, hey, we think we can contend with a lot of people. Or I think he was t- talking about their strategy and how everything looked fine. And, you know, we didn't mind Blase on McCree and whatnot. And all of a sudden, you know, I mean, they took Blase off McCree, thank goodness. <laughs> but, uh, you know, kind of the things that he was mentioning are kind of, you know, coming to fruition now. We get, we're we seeing this Houston team play competitive Overwatch for, the, for a consecutive week. So mm-hmm. maybe we're the fools, us non-coaches, <laughs> people that aren't in the league. Maybe we're uninformed. Yeah, I still feel like the Houston Outlaws would struggle against better teams. I feel like they're going to win the games that they need to win. It's not going to be like one of those teams that drops a game against like a... Uh, they're not going to drop a winnable game, I should say. Um, this one kind of surprised me. I, f- I really felt like that strong, defiant DPS core was going to kind of overpower the Outlaws, but... Um... There's definitely wrong. It was a hell of a slug. It was a slugfest. That's what you get with these bottom barrel team fights. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of punches thrown. Not a lot of them land, but you get a lot of punches thrown, and you get you get surprising wins here. Mm-hmm. Definitely. This uh, led up to heart attack number two of the weekend. Uh, the Philadelphia Fusion um, cap off their weekend worth of games against the Atlanta Reign. This was uh, this one was crazy. Um, Philly went up three or two nothing, and the rain brought it back. But Philly closed the door and ended up winning uh, three to two. So I know we said this last episode, mm. and I'm really glad that we did because this was certainly a playoff match. Oh my gosh, yes! For the future, that this these two teams are so close. They are so talented that I would be shocked slash disappointed if I didn't see them both in the playoffs. Yeah. And the only reason why I say that they might not be in the playoffs is because there's still 20 le- weeks left in the league. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, what is it, week 11? So there's still 17 weeks. Yeah, still so a long time. There's a lot of games still left to be played. Mm-hmm. But I I would be... I don't. I would. I want to make it some ridiculous bet, but I know what's gonna happen if I do that. Like I'm gonna eat a shoe if like Philly doesn't make the playoffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do that because I don't want to eat a shoe, and I also don't want to curse your boys. Yeah. Because they're Philly and they are very prone to curses. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, no. I this game was insane. Um, certainly an, one of the random regular season games you really want to watch, mm-hmm. just because everyone is just so dang good in this game there's just so much talent flying around so uh just honestly it could have gone either way as you can see yeah so i i can't wait to see these guys uh in the playoffs when there is no hero pools yeah yeah it was uh it was intense um carpe actually was the uh, first player to hit four thousand eliminations he got it with a uh tour uh turret Tur- kill <laughs> on busan Oh boy, <laughs> because that's just Overwatch in 2020, man. Who uh, would have thought that his 4,000th kill would come from a Torb turret? <laughs> oh man, hell of a game though. My anxiety went through the roof. I was like, all right, two nothing. Come on, let's you know, we got the knife to the jugular. Let's just freaking end it here. Nah, and dude. they did. <laughs> nah, no way. Nah. 
I mean, it was a hell of a it was a hell of a match to watch. It was probably really really popular with the Overwatch League community in general. But man, as a Fusion fan, it's just like PTSD all over again. It's bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but also I don't feel too too bad. You guys are still <laughs> running the table right but, now, yeah. so <laughs> you're doing pretty good. <laughs> Uh, the last game of the week was the San Francisco Shock. Looking back into the San Francisco Shock form that we all know and love, uh, 3-0-ing our strong Gladiators team. Um, the Shock are back. I, I Shock feel are it. absolutely back. Yeah. yeah. The Revenge Tour is online. Without Sinatra. <laughs> it's like they've been playing who? Um, Striker and Rascal? Yeah. Yeah, those are like the, the two main DPS they've been playing. They've thrown Sinatra in like in past like a past few weeks and stuff like that, but they haven't really played him much. It's been super in Choyobin up front. Um, they they've been looking good. Their support's looking great. They're kind of one of those teams that's you know back into the form that they were last year. Looking pretty good. I like to see them play the Fusion. Same, and I like them actually playing Choyobin on off tanks and not just yeah forcing Sinatra onto Zarya. Yeah, definitely. You utilize utilize the uh, grand finals MVP. Yeah, sometimes you don't need it though. Yeah. The rest of your team is also just that good. Yeah, yeah. It's good to see the shock you know, pull themselves out of the uh, the crap that was like their first their first uh, two weeks back. They looked kind of shaky. That was that was weird. But now we can only forget about it. Definitely. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yes. Shock fans. So games start back up tomorrow. Uh, at 7 p.m., what we got, Brock? Nighttime games. You know it's a prime time slugfest. It's the Atlanta Rain versus the Washington Justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, prime time slugfest indeed. Uh, unfortunate. Uh, so, uh, joking aside, this is going to be a uh, rather, it should be an easier matchup for the Rain, uh, this time playing a weak. Washington Justice team, yeah. mostly because you know, like you you pl- you play Philly, you bring them to map five. I, this Justice team just lost three out of the fuel. Yeah, uh, that doesn't seem too great to me. They're gonna be they're gonna be like uh, they're gonna be swinging like they just have one of those uh, weights on a baseball bat, and then they go up to the plate, and you know the, the the ball without the weight is the Washington Justice. They're just gonna smack them around. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not gonna be pretty at all. Yeah. Um, and the bands this week. Oh my goodness, I'm blanking. They are actually not that great, to my knowledge. They actually are kind of weird. It's uh, McCree, Widow, Reinhardt, and Brig. Right. Yeah, that's wonky. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have no idea what. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy the Fusion so, aren't playing. I hate when Carpe doesn't have McCree in his arsenal. It's just, yeah. You know, it, I mean, I I don't like how any nobody has, yeah. You know, uh, McCree. Just when you don't have like a high impact character like McCree, kind of makes games a little bit more rough because you now now we're gonna see a lot of May Reaper. You know, Reaper Doom is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess Torb. Now I guess we're somehow playing Torb as a counter to dive, but then that doesn't matter because you just have Decay on Tracer just beating out the Torb. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I I don't know. Decay <laughs> defying the rules of Overwatch comps and pulling out a Tracer and somehow finding a way to win. <laughs> it's just so weird. The, like, teams are trying to find the counters to 
various different comps and they're just like never mind nothing nothing matters <laughs> yeah just throw it at the wall so, and see if it works if it doesn't then screw it <laughs> yeah and they're like whatever it's just, just pick your your favorite characters <laughs> blase click doomfist oh we won wowzers yeah. okay <laughs> so uh moral of the story we don't know what the fusion uh, sorry we don't know what the uh the justice are going to play they're probably gonna play some weird torp thing mm-hmm uh, the rain won't have it, and they're probably going to win a 3-0. Yeah, I could definitely see a 3-0 there, rain. The real matchup, though, is the 9 o'clock matchup. It's the battle for L.A., yeah. the Gladiators versus the Valiant, and not in a friendly match, joke-around setting. This actually has a potential to be a really close game. Yeah, I honestly feel like um, out of all of the games this week, this is probably the most competitive one. Um, I I would agree. Yeah, because I'm like looking at it as we're going through, and I'm looking at the the, the following games. It's just like eh. the Ch- the Chinese games might be close, like they usually are, just because they're just sloppy. I mean, with the Shanghai, like any of the games with the Shanghai Dragons, the two games without the Shanghai Dragons might be close, but like the other teams, like the NA teams, they they kind of look like they're a little on the one sided side. So this should be a pretty good match. I have the the Gladiators winning this one. I think they're better than the Valiant. The Valiant have also I, been on the the the, the uh, decline a little bit too. I would I would lean towards the Gladiators as well. I mm-hmm. think they're a little bit more well rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, the Valiant have stuttered a little bit or sputtered. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that's gonna stay for long. I think the Valiant are still a very good team. Mm-hmm. I think the Gladiators are just better. Uh, despite the Gladiators losing 3 out to the Shock this past week, mm-hmm. I think that was more of the Shock found their groove again, yeah. and the Gladiators didn't quite like the bands. So I, I, I think Bird Ring comes back and, and doesn't let that doesn't let two games in a row uh, fall the opponent's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Then our first Friday matchup, it's going to be the Florida Mayhem versus the Paris Eternal I kind of like Paris because we haven't seen Florida in a little bit. This is actually Florida's first match in, I think, about three weeks. Yeah, Florida has uh, uh, had some rest. Um, I got to go with the Eternal here, though. The Eternal look really good. Um, They've performed well. They beat the Fusion, and then they almost uh, beat them again. So, I mean, that you have to get something there. <laughs> you have to have something there. Um, they've been looking pretty great. Uh, the Florida Mayhem haven't been looking horrible, but they're not great. They're, um, I think they're pretty, they're pretty low on my power rankings. They're not last, but they're pretty low on my power rankings because they just haven't, they haven't looked too great. They look better than they have in past years, like I've said before. Um, but they just, other than, that's not saying much. (laughs) Yeah, the, the, the team itself looks to be... Uh, ready for success. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't really panned out yet. I, I think the players in the team are better than they have been in the past. I don't know if it's just because the competition's harder or the coaching's not quite there or mm-hmm. it's just because their schedule's been really weird so they've never really kind of gotten to that rhythm of you know being able to play comp and uh, you know really get the sense of that owl speed. But I'm more surprised that uh, their rookies haven't really come to yet. Uh, I think Yaki's look pretty good, yeah. but uh, Gainamjin, uh, I think, has actually been, um, for lack of a better term, a little bit of a letdown so far. I, I think he hasn't really been as impactful as people were th- hoping he would be, mm-hmm. as we've seen Byram actually steal some playing time from him. 
Yeah, yeah, this is definitely one of those teams where I'm just kind of waiting for them to wake up, and they kind of just haven't, because, like, the people that they kept, like, you know, BQB, Saya player, like, those those two guys alone are pretty big names in the league, and Saya player hasn't had too much time to play. It's mainly been BQB, and Gargoyle's been in there. So, like, they, they have, like, these notable names that aren't, you know, Overwatch League superstars, but have some notoriety to them, and they just kind of haven't been able to get it going with the with the newcomers of the league. I really do love Yaki. Uh, Yaki looked great um, at the uh, Philly homestand. He definitely stood out. But definitely Paris Eternal all the way here. There's no way For I sure. see them drop a, a match against the Mayhem. And ending our Friday. Oh no, just kidding. I lied. The second Friday match because yeah, there's, there's only, they have three there, there's on three. Friday. I, I didn't peek far enough. I did a bad job being a host here. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, the middle game, the second game, is probably another forgettable one for the boys in blue. It's uh, <laughs> the Boston Uprising for the Toronto Defiant. Yeah. And despite the Defiant uh, barely losing the Houston Outlaws, they uh, smoked Boston last time around. And not much has changed yeah. <laughs> from uh, this week from the, the past when they played. Uh, I guess maybe Brusson has had a little bit more play time. The coaching staff kind of is a little more familiar with the Defiant. They've had a lot of time, or not a lot of time, but enough time to scout them a little bit. I would still favor Toronto in this environment. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, unfortunately. I want to cheer for you. I mean, I will be cheering for you boys, but, like, I... I don't know. The, the separation between, like, I have the Toronto Defiant, spoiler alert, I have the Toronto Defiant as number 19 on my list. Um, and I have Boston Uprising no. as 20th <laughs> on my list. And I think that there's still a large gap between that, between 19 and 20. Um, yeah. Just the Boston Uprising just haven't, they just haven't found that spark yet. They have the talent to do so. They just, I don't know, it just hasn't, it hasn't gone up yet. And it's kind of Jerry sometimes. Yeah, uh, Jer- but, but Jerry's then, definitely the MVP of that team. But then Jerry kind of doesn't sometimes, yeah. and then Boston is kind of left with their palms up, like I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry, help me. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, at, uh, late night for us East Coasters. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be Dallas Fuel versus the San Fran Shock. Yeah. And I don't think the Fuel are going to get away with it this time. No, the Fuel have been looking pretty good, like we just said, um, with the uh, with the uh, 3-0 match win last week. But, yeah, I don't think they beat the Shock here. I'd be surprised. I would like to see it. I think it would be awesome. But I don't see it happening. I think what we will get, though, as fans, is some amazing Decay Striker Tracer battles. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky... Keep your fingers crossed. We have no idea what the, the teams are actually going to play. Uh, it's, if they do go with some more Torbjorn stuff, you know Decay is going to go on to Tracer. Oh, yeah. He doesn't so... care. <laughs> you... Exactly. <laughs> Which is great. And then he'll kill you, and he doesn't care. <laughs> How do you stop that, man? Yeah. He's like, I got so... Torbjorn, direct counter to my character. I don't give a damn. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't, I ain't, ain't no worries, man. <laughs> Decay, 2020. Ain't no worries, man. Yeah. This game is going to either be very surprising, where the fuel actually kind of look pretty competitive, mm-hmm. or it's going to be a roll yeah. on the San Fran side. Yeah, definitely. But I'm going to elect the shock same. as my prediction. Same, same, same. 
to start our Chinese matches, we got the Shengdu Hunters versus the Guangzhou Charge. I'm going with the charge I here. don't think <laughs> I don't think your hunters are gonna get there though. No, I don't think the hunters are gonna win either. Their games this weekend, <laughs> unfortunately. And the and by the way, these are the only games on the weekend. It's just Chinese games, and they're Correct. early morning as usual. So, um, for the NA crowd, it, VODs might be your best friend this weekend, unless you do wake up at four a.m. Which, as much I as mean, I love the hunters, I I still catch the VODs. It's too damn early. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could wake up at 4, there's nothing else going on the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. Take a nap at 8 when the, you know, after the second game is gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, who knows? Your prerogative, man. Yeah. But. I have the charge I... here, though. No way hunters are going to beat them. Charge look... The charge <laughs> looked pretty good. Yeah, the charge looked really, really good. Yeah. Uh, when Happy isn't just insta-locking Widowmaker for whatever reason, yeah. the charge looked very competitive. I, I like Krong a lot. Yeah. I think he's shown to be very much a out-level off-tank. Mm-hmm. And then Neptuno. Neptuno, man. Somehow <laughs> just uh, still vibing yeah. and just still just performing at an elite level. And it's – I'm going to tell you right now, I am baffled, my friend. I do not understand. I don't know what was in that Philly water. That got him to be such a whole troll and uh, also still perform. Yeah. In, in the Chinese section. I like kind of. I miss his personality. Um, he didn't play very well for the fusion last year. At least I thought so. So his departure from the fusion, I think, was good. Um, we got Funny Astro kind of in for him, which is, I would take that any day. Um, but I still, I still like Neptuno, and it's good to see him uh, tearing it up for another team. Certainly. You love to see former players do well. Oh, yeah. In fact, all the former players so far in the uh, the league have beaten the Uprising. So, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Moving on to that 6 a.m. game, it's going to be the Shanghai Dragons versus the Hangzhou Spark. Yeah. And like I was saying, uh, the Shanghai Dragons, I think, are easily one of the best teams in the league. Uh, I'm going to have them over the Spark. Uh, yeah, I do too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Spark took a game from them, maybe. But um, I can see that. But I still kind of got to go with the Dragons here. Yeah, it's really tough to really tough to tell yourself the Dragons are going to lose. <clears throat> yeah. But hey, maybe they uh, they watched that Chengdu Hunters film and they found out. Hey, if you if they just play Ding and DM, we got a shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And finally, fast forward to Sunday. We're going to start the day off with the Guangzhou Charge versus the Hangzhou Spark. Mm-hmm. If, if it's going to be a close one, it's it's going to be a 3-2, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I do think the Charge, however, will take this W. I, So I have the Spark slightly higher than the Charge. It's still kind of like that fluster cluck that I always talk about, cause, since I think a lot of like the three... The three newer expansion Chinese teams are are, um, are are all fairly close, in my opinion. Um, but I kind of went with my gut, and I, I feel like the Charger are going to win this weekend. I think the Charge have been playing a little bit better than the Spark in some ways, um, even though I do have the Spark like a position higher than them. <laughs> but I, I'm feeling the Charge this weekend. You believe? I believe, yeah. Let's go Neptuno. Press W. Yeah. They actually uh, took a, a picture um, over the weekend, I believe, or maybe it was the beginning of this week, of like their full team in their uh, in their um, jerseys. The charge did. <laughs> it was uh, it was interesting, just because you know, oh. they kind of Chinese teams got shafted hard. <laughs> eh, what can you do yeah. when half the season you're 
fighting to avoid a very deadly disease. I guess not very deadly. Ah, it's very deadly. Mm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. It's bad. It's, bad. <laughs> it's a bad disease. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, this last game, yeah. Shangdu versus Shanghai. Yeah. More like Shangdu. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose. Am I right? Yeah. And Shanghai to our win. I don't know. It's gonna be a three L. It's gonna be a three L Shanghai. Yeah. <laughs> I want the Hunters to win, but mm, nah. <laughs> They're definitely the weakest of the Chinese teams, in my opinion. Um, so I, I, I think that's Shanghai. a correct assessment. Yeah. It's unfortunate I don't like to say that, or I don't want to say that, but kind of just making an observation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just seeing it. i just calling it as I'm I see it. Calling you know? it as you see it, yeah. But those are our games. Yeah. Should be an interesting kinda... weekend. It's gonna be a fun one. I there's plenty, plenty to watch mm-hmm. that are will be a, a a a close matchup, and a few that will be fun to watch just because they're kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, fuel shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. You get another one as they call it the El Clasico between your boys and the Toronto Defiant. Um, that honestly, like, I kind of like watching those games against the teams that are are like the bottom teams. I like watching the bottom teams go up against each other because you kind of know there's a chance to go either way. It's not like it's, you know, Toronto versus Seoul, like uprising versus, you know, fusion or NYXL or something like that. So there's definitely like a shot for them to win. Um, so I kind of like those games. Any, anytime someone can upset yeah. an opponent is, is just makes for good overwatch, good television. Yeah. As they say in the biz. The biz. All right, let's get to, into some power rankings. We're going to do the power rankings like we did uh, last time. We did power rankings, what, is it two weeks ago now, I think? We, it should have been two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we skipped a week. I think skipping a week is probably a good call just because you don't see everybody. <laughs> um, it's kind of tough because we haven't seen NYXL or Spitfire play in some time now, so... They still kind of hang out around the same general area of where I had them before, which is unfortunate. But uh, we're going to go through our top 10. Um, and I'll, I'll start with my top 10, and then uh, Brock will go with his top 10, and then we'll do the same for the bottom 10. So uh, my 1 through 10, um, starting at number 1, are the Soul Dynasty, the Philadelphia Fusion, NYXL at number 3, Atlanta Rain number 4, San Francisco Shock number 5, Paris Eternal, number six. LA Gladiators, number seven. Shanghai Dragons, number eight. Valiant, number nine. Spark, number ten. Oh, man. I I love this because mine are not even close no. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I know you probably have the dragons, like, way up, right? I, I do. Okay. Yeah, so I have Soul, number one. Uh, San Fran, number two. Okay. Uh, Vancouver, three. Shanghai, four. Atlanta five, uh, the Glads six, Philly seven, Philly and uh, seven. Uh, we're we're not done yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New York eight, uh, the Valiant nine, and then we have was that Guangzhou? Oh no, Hangzhou ten. Okay. So, so we had like three that were the same. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure we had just a Spark, Valiant, and Soul the same. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think Dynasty kind of goes without saying. They, they've looked 
freaking phenomenal their first few games they looked pretty freaking lights out and deadly as hell they're scary so you may think brock why is atlanta five and philly seven when philly just beat the atlanta rain three <laughs> two and also philly has also only lost one game <laughs> it's because you've been drinking that um, boston tea water I'll tell you what, I've had many glasses of Boston tea water <laughs> doing these power rankings. Uh, honestly, I it's mostly just I think that uh, Vancouver had a very off week. I still think they're one of the top you know, five teams, top three teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite their horrid performance, I think this is kind of a uh, an, just an anomaly mm-hmm. to their play. Uh, next week, if I see them lose some more, I mean they're not playing this weekend. But you know, whenever they play next, if they keep losing, then yeah, goodbye, get out of my top ten because mm-hmm. this is embarrassing. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Atlanta is so close to to being like actually better than Philly, mm-hmm. but it's just that they weren't able to like clutch it. They were able to fight back and claw back, mm-hmm. kind of like how everyone had Toronto, like high up when they almost reverse swept or almost beat the the Philly fusion. Yeah. Right? It's one of those yeah. moments. Except Atlanta's like actually good. Yeah, they've kept they kept up consistently while Toronto right. kinda of fell off. I, I, I think my uh, my one I probably would change is the Glass at six. I'd probably put Philly there. Mm-hmm. I also probably should have put Philly like three instead of the Rangor Titans. <laughs> but Hey, this is what I wrote down. This is what I put down for the TGH. You're, so. you're committed. <laughs> you know, we, we make bad decisions, but you got to just roll with them because that's what we do here on uh, the Overnerds. Did, so. did you have the Eternal in the top ten? Uh, I did. I had Paris at eight. Paris at eight. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there's a f- I love Paris. Yeah, they have a good team this year. They've been really exciting to watch. This was the team I was expecting them to be last year, but they weren't. <laughs> um. I'm- I'm blanking. Did they even have soon in like a lot of those games last year? Did he even play break? Because it was I don't think so. Right? It was like Nico on break. Yeah, I feel like soon didn't get too much play. Like, it was like Donye on Zarya. Yes, yes, that sounds about right. And Cruz was in like all year last year too. Yeah, yeah, because Cruz was playing. Yeah, Cruz on the Lucio. It was then Gray on Zen. Mm-hmm. Hip was playing with Ben Best, I believe. Right. Oh, oh, was it hip on break? Yo, I have no idea. I don't remember. I, I Now I realize <laughs> that I just did not watch that Frontline Paris at all because I just knew they were hot Garbo. Yeah. Uh, so Shadowburn was on there. Was... Yeah, sh- yeah, Shadowburn, I don't even think saw. Or he saw some play when it was back to 2 2 2. Yes. Because they probably meant far and he played some, um, uh, what's it called? Genji. Genji, even. Mm-hmm. But. Oh my goodness! Yeah. yeah, I'm just like completely blanking on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who they actually well, they had, had a pretty coach that Paris team. They had a pretty forgettable season. So that they did. <laughs> I I know they were like messing around with Cloud. Elijah Cloudy playing Ryan to the Ben Best, even though they like brought in Ben Best to be the coach Reinhardt because everyone knew that he was pretty good at Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. But either way, I I I totally got sidetracked. What we're talking about? We're talking about power rankings here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, mine could change oh. slightly. Um, I'm surprised you have Nixel uh, so high up. Yeah, I kind of, like, the only time that I would ever put NYXL anywhere other than, like, the top is if they're in a playoff position because they like to choke. 
I don't know. I feel like they're always like this regular season powerhouse. And I mean, like, unfortunately, like we haven't gotten we haven't gotten to see them in a really long time. So mm-hmm. putting NYXL number three is probably not the greatest. But like, I don't know. I like never underestimate them. I always feel like they have a super strong squad. They, they're always scary to play against. Um, the shock will probably end up moving up. The dragons will probably definitely move up. Um, still kind of kept the valiant hanging out in the top 10 because I feel like they're a really good team that just have been kind of just hit a bump in the road, but I think they'll be able to pick it back up. Yeah, no, uh, no, no doubt about it. I, I, this team is not going to kind of roll over. Yeah. No. No, um, all right. So the bottom portion of the power rankings, uh, yes. I have at number 11, I have the Titans at number 11. I have the Charge at 12, the Hunters at 13, the Dallas Fuel at 14, the London Spitfire at 15, the Houston Outlaws at 16, the Florida Mayhem at 17, the Washington Justice is 18, the Toronto Defiant 19, and your boys, the Boston Uprising at 20. Oof, Boston up. Yeah. All right, I got the Charge at 11. Okay. I got... The Chengdu Hunters at 12. I got uh, the Valiant at 13. Okay. The London Spitfire at 14. The Florida Mayhem at 15. The Dallas Field at 16, surprisingly enough. The Justice 17. The Houston Outlaws 18. Toronto 19. <sighs> yeah. And Jerry's, and Jerry's crew at 20. <laughs> Jerry's crew. I think those are the only two that we had that matched. That was yeah. Right. yeah. Charge and Hunters are. I feel like the Charger are a little bit are better than the Hunters, but I feel like they're kind of almost at that point where they're interchangeable. They both. Slapped. I think I nah. I I think the Charger is significantly better than the Hunters. Yeah. I it despite their uh, very close ties, uh, you know, in the power rankings, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a very much a divide. I think the ch- kind of like the Charge. Um, are like the last tier of these like nine, ten, eleven teams, <clears throat> and then then it hits like the the um. All right, we're not having a great time here uh, <laughs> tier, but we're gonna yeah. give it a shot, and that's kind of Shangdu, mm-hmm. uh, London. Uh, what else did I have here? Uh, like the Valiant, they're not having a great time right now, but they're they're very much a better team. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I think like having a tier system is definitely like kind of what would. Uh, visualize this better it could rather put it in a, a more uh, kind of digestible way mm-hmm. but hey we're doing this via audio so we're doing it all we don't have any visuals to show you <laughs> you can make some visuals and put it on twitter but you're not going to get that when you're listening to us exactly it's gonna be, it's gonna be a weird disconnect like three days yeah. later like i don't what the hell were they talking about <laughs> anywho yeah it's it's the you know it's the it's these teams that are in that like kind of uh-oh area yeah where they're actually enjoyable to talk about because we, like you can only talk about the justice defiant mayhem or uh rather uh uprising for so long yeah until you kind of just get sad <laughs> you just actually get depressed because <laughs> you're like man aim god and arc you know they're they're all right like aim god's very good but man what's going on like you got like cory should be carrying this justice team Come on, Defiant, you guys got sure for logics, agilities. Like, this is, like, the, the dream team, man. I, I, I mean, there's not a lot of good things to say about Boston other than just Jerry, but, you know, I'd rather you got Jerry Mongbong. Come on. Yeah. 
Come on. Do but, the thing. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's just a guy poking, his, poking the stick. Yeah. Poor Uprising. It'd be like It'd that. It'd be like that. Um, speaking of the Uprising, uh, let's jump into some overthoughts. Oh, boy, are there overthoughts. Yeah. In uh, a surprising but somehow totally understandable way, uh, rather a totally expected way, uh, Boston has lost another team member. Uh, swimmer, the main sports swimmer, has stepped away from competitive Overwatch for the time being. He has decided to uh, leave on his own fruition, or as the Boston Uprising call it, they mutually parted ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was benched for Halo uh, a few weeks back, and he wants to now focus on content creation and his stream. So, what does that mean for Boston? Uh, they lose their... Uh, I don't want to say, like, prized main support, but it was the main support they called up first, uh, kind of one of the first call-ups from UA, uh, Uprising Academy, that we've seen truly uh, play and stick around for a little bit on the Uprising. Uh, but to, to really no, no success, unfortunately. He, he was part of the team that did win against that Houston team, that, uh, that seven-game marathon. Yeah. But whew, uh, since then, he didn't, he didn't really qu- look quite as strong. Slash didn't really get a chance to kind of prove himself again. Uh, shortly after that match, it was just Halo, and potentially it was uh, Swimmer's lack of break play or maybe lack of Baptiste skill, uh, seeing as since the swap, it's pretty much been only break Baptiste or Lucio, mm-hmm. which is odd since Swimmer was uh, pretty talented on Lucio, but... Maybe not to the point where they wanted him to start every game. It's a fu- unfortunate to see him leave too, because I mean, he had a pretty decent like social media following. Like, I always followed Swimmer, um, and when he when he made it to the uprising, I was pretty excited. I was like, "All right, he's he's getting his chance." Kind of like when Mangachu got his chance. I'm like, "All right, this guy's been around forever. He's getting his chance now." And it was uh, it's sad to see him leave. I'm I'm kind of happy when I saw that they mutually parted ways. I'm like, please don't tell me this is something negative again for the uprising. But thankfully, I mean, the negative part about it is the fact that he's leaving. But it wasn't over something bad. Right. Yeah. You know, and and that's kind of at this point all we can ask for. Yeah. So. Hey, you know, best of luck to Swimmer going forward. Uh, I know he uh, he he grinded so hard to get onto this team and to get into Owl. He finally made that, uh, you know, final goal. It's uh, it's a shame that he couldn't keep pursuing it. Yeah. Uh, with that departure, however, Boss is now in a tricky spot as they are now down to six, uh, you know, available players. Axiom is still away on injury leave. So while there are seven people on the roster... They need an eighth, and this puts the team in a, a strange bind. Yeah, a little bit. And the the, uh, the running uh, theory amongst people that I've been talking to uh, in various Boston Uprising discords is that they're going to assign someone a two-way contract uh, on the, the current Uprising Academy squad, uh, the top two being Scaler, who was on Uprising Academy last year, and I am 37, who they have actually signed, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but um, the Uprising Academy recently signed IM37, so he's going to try to make his uh, speed run back into Owl yeah. uh, you know, 
uh, trying to be his record. Uh, no hacks, no cheats this time around. <laughs> he I, for the I'm not sure if he did. Year, I believe. He did. Yeah. And I know uh, one of the guests we had in our podcast and someone that you know that was in Mighty Lions Red um, was oh, yes. very high on IM37. Unfortunately, IM37 didn't pan out too much, but he's very excited to see him come into the league. So maybe. Uh, Maybe he will be graced with seeing IM37 uh, maybe getting some playtime or at least getting <laughs> that two-way contract to kind of help punch his ticket. Time will only tell. Yeah. Uh, like I said uh, earlier in the beginning of the pod, we were recording this on Wednesday. So with the updated schedule of boss playing Friday, we will most likely hear it in 24 hours or so. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, keep your eyes peeled and your Twitter refreshed to see who the Uprising select to join their roster. Now, for more exciting news. Echo is here. Get her. The new, hair, the new DPS hero is out, available to play on competitive ladder as well. Uh, Mr. Maradon, have you have you played this new character? Um, I did a little bit on PTR. Um, I played... Um, and by a little bit on PTR, I just went into the training thing and goofed around. Um, yesterday, I played my first game against her and with her, actually with Nindroid. Um, Nindroid and Gnomes. Um, I was playing Ana, um, and uh, Nindroid, who was playing Echo, um, copied a Reinhardt, and then I immediately nano-boosted him. <laughs> and yes. it was goofy. Um, she is interesting. She's kind of hard to hit. She's very elusive (laughs) um i played one game as her today and i was horrible but i'm not a dps player so that's my excuse (laughs) we take those all right have you uh, up to she's too hard she's too hard to play obviously yeah Yeah, too too big brain have you uh played her uh just the same as much as just the same as much as you (laughs) let me try that again (laughs) uh i have played her as much as you have Mm. uh Pretty much just in the training grounds. Mostly just like I, I think she looks really fun. I just haven't personally played Overwatch that much recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I have obviously been watching a ton. I uh, just haven't been able to, you know, actually queue up. Now, especially now that Reinhardt's gone. So see you next yeah. week when the hero bands are different. Yeah. But no, she uh, in in my short time of playing her, she is extremely fluid. She feels so good to play. It's kind of like Tracer for the first time you pick up Tracer. Mm-hmm. Um, the movement just feels good. Uh, thankfully, they tuned her damage a little bit, so she's not uh, completely busted. But right now, people are having trouble. Uh, people are having issues with uh, Echo against bursting down their tanks. Yeah, I was actually very surprised to see. I mean, this happened after we uh, recorded the podcast last week that she was going to be coming out um, as of this recording yesterday, Tuesday. Um, I was actually surprised. I was thinking they were going to hold her off and make a few more tweaks because they were like, the, the, the message that we got from Jeff is this is going to be a longer PTR run. So kind of, you know, buckle up because it's going to be a little while. Um, I was at least thinking another week or two for Echo, but surprise, she's here. She's also in comp right away, which I feel like is not typically done. Isn't there usually like a two week window or like a week window? Typically, (laughs) but they didn't do that for Sigma either. Oh, you know what? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, good point. So that when they announced two two two, 
They also announced Sigma, mm-hmm. and they just released them into the wild for us to flame and <laughs> yell at each other about whether he was an off tank or a main tank. Mm-hmm. Little did we know that he was both, and the game has broken ever since. Yes, it has. <laughs> and there were a few things that came out with her update too. I forgot to add yes. this on Overthoughts. The uh, you wanna you wanna talk about those? Uh, the sprays. Well, there's the, the there's the, the sprays. The Let's oh, talk- you're talking about the tournament. Oh, I was talking more about um, the hero. Uh, the map pools are gone now. Um, oh along yes. With um, so the so the map pools are gone. Um, but they are taking out Horizon in Paris, and they're going to work on reworking this, which is beautiful. Which is very much what everybody wanted. Uh, I actually kind of like Horizon. I don't know. I know it's very not popular right, I'm with the people. <laughs> no, wait, no. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't know. I kind of liked uh, Horizon. I understand why it's really bad. There's really only two places to to push. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to push main on either of them is just impossible. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's actually just literally impossible because you just take so much damage, so you have to go high ground. Because mm-hmm. if you go left around, uh, you know, they just jump on top of you, so you have to push them off high ground so everyone knows where you're going to go. But, I don't know, just in general, like, if you really wanted to troll your team, you could go out into space. Yeah. And I imagine that's what they're going to get rid of because why is that in a competitive game? Accidentally going to space. Yeah. So. It's a goofy little touch, but. It's also a goofy little game. <laughs> yeah. The other thing was the uh, the hero pools are now going to reflect one-to-one with the Overwatch League. And apparently there's yes. a new algorithm that they're going to do to pick that. Which uh, has already brought mixed results slash a lot of negative criticism. Yeah. Considering what people thought was going to happen mm-hmm. was uh, they're going to take the data from OWL. And the data from, you know, high-level competitive play. And at least for me, uh, I was talking to a bunch of other TGH writers. What I understood was it would be like 43 and above. 4,300 SR and above. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's what high-level competitive play is. Like, not plat, right? Yeah. Plat's not, like, high-level. It's competitive play. But it's not, you know, you're not clicking heads like you are up in, you know, top 500. Yeah. Uh, what we did get was not that. As they did the hero pool drawings, uh, Genji and Ash were available to be banned. And May was not. And so already, the system is very much skewed <laughs> the wrong way. Yeah. So it looked like the algorithm had taken into account uh, the competitive cues way more than Owl, if not all of the competitive cues, and nothing from Owl. Mm-hmm. So that's why we got bands of Widow, McCree, Ryan, and Brig instead of, you know, having, you know, like McCree and May and then, like, I don't even know, Doomfist maybe? Yeah. Like, or Tor- or so, Torbjorn. <laughs> or, yeah, or Torb. Torb would have been actually uh, a, a very, com- like, a viable ban option. Mm-hmm. But, nope. I nope. I kind of I like how they are reflected one-to-one. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think it kind of... If... If the play that I am, uh, if the if the thing that I am participating in is scaled to pro play, I feel like it it makes it more official. I think the stigma of it, like I don't know, I kind of like the stigma of it. It's like okay, yeah, we're playing on the players that you know are available for the Overwatch League. These are the players that the pros are playing with. I kind of like that feeling. Um, I know it's probably really good for the pros themselves oh, because there were a lot of times where, like, they'd have. Um, 
like let's say for instance McCree and Widowmaker were banned on live servers on ladder but in Overwatch League they weren't well then the entire week if they want to get in a session by themselves or if they stream or something like that they can't go on those heroes to practice which kind of sucks because you know going and, and playing on ladder is a good time to just kind of figure out new strats you know practice some bs a little bit maybe maybe feel a little relaxed but like play on the character that you're familiar with and the live servers were different the live server pools were different than the, the overwatch league pools so like some sometimes that would goof things up so i'm sure the players are happy about that yeah the players are definitely ecstatic about that because now they actually can practice those heroes yeah know? yeah yeah outside of like you scrims know, and stuff yeah like refining those skills yeah refining those may walls oh, yeah. So, luckily now, those match up, and pros can finally practice what they want to practice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I believe the last thing we have is the, there's some drops enabled on Twitch. There is a little Echo uh, event going on. Uh, you can watch various streamers to get some Echo sprays. There's six of them. Uh, you just watch two hours of streams, so yeah. easy enough, right? Yep, as long as drops are enabled and your Blizzard uh, or your Battle.net account is attached yes. to your Twitch account, then um, you will be good to go. I, I kind of like this. This kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting them to do this, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I like these a lot. I know they're uh, kind of simple. Yeah. They're kind of, chi- I don't know if it's childish, but... You know, they're just fun. It's just a fun additional thing to do to get random cosmetics. I'm all about it. You don't, you don't, you literally don't have to pay anything. Minimal effort. You just, I guess you have to pay for internet connection to watch Twitch, but that's really not Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the very last thing with Echo is that there is a Echo tournament going around uh, this weekend yeah. uh, with some kind of weird rules. So. Uh, it is a open division style tournament with uh, a cash prize. There's winnings for the winning mm-hmm. team, but what I saw was uh, you can't have more than two players that had played in uh, contenders trials or contenders. Okay. So Uprising Academy can't go and play in this tournament and just kind of wipe the floor <laughs> with some random players. Yeah. Not that they would because they're losing a lot, but you know, say. Uh, like third impact, you know they. I'm pretty sure they just recently won contenders that mm-hmm. week. Like they can't just stroll in and beat up, you know, the the mighty lion. Yeah. As as we obviously would compete in that tournament. Oh, of course. Um, Fifty thousand dollars too. Yeah, ain't no ain't no small change. Yeah. So uh, that's ex- extremely exciting. Uh, a very weird timing because mm-hmm. uh, all the tier tier two players have just left for Valorant. <laughs> but yeah. maybe this is just to get some more of them. You know, and any any involvement into tier two from Blizzard is is okay in my mm. book. I just wish they did more. Yeah, but hey, beggars can't be choosers, right? Yeah, they definitely need to support tier two more than they do. Yep. Is that all you had? That's all I got. Yeah, I didn't have anything else additional. Um, so that's gonna do it for episode sixty three of the Overnerds. Thank you for uh, staying this long and listening to us ramble on about the Boston Uprising and the fusion and <laughs> everything and in between. Ra- and, and random things that crossed our yeah. minds on this wonderful hour-long L- pod. A little bit of everything. <laughs> we, 
do it for you guys. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, where can um, those guys find you on social media or the interwebs? You can find me, your favorite uh, Boston Uprising writer, at Esports Brock on Twitter. And all of my lovely articles, whether it be Fantasy, Uprising, or even a little bit of Valorant, you can find me on thegamehouse.com. Oh. Sweet. You can uh, find me on Meridon Gaming on Twitter. Um, you can also find me writing about the Philadelphia Fusion on The Game House, um, along with Brock there. Um, you can find our podcast socials. Um, they are the um, at the Overnerds on Twitter, theovernerds at gmail.com, facebook.com slash theovernerds. You can also find our Discord in the description. We also built the Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash the over nerds podcast that we were going to do Valorant with last week and then crap kind of hit the fan so that didn't work out but definitely go follow that because I think we should probably do a little bit more with the stream and stuff so twitch.tv slash the over nerds podcast you can also find our podcast on the Geekscape network I promise I'm going to get this one up there um, that is geekscape.net find your next nerdy podcast today and you can also find the creator of our super awesome intro on soundcloud he goes by the name max brown his tag is in the description of the episode all right that that's gonna do it thank you guys for listening and enjoy those overwatch league games early this week see ya goodbye